0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Thought podcast. This is episode 439 for the 13th of Shvat in a regular year take a moment and think about somebody who you res- really respect, somebody you really admire, look up to, maybe even inspires a sense of awe in you. This could be a really big personality. Uh, maybe Elon Musk is somebody that comes to mind for me. I know people have different opinions about Elon Musk, but uh, you know, maybe someone of that caliber, somebody really great and amazing. Now, imagine if you were in a room And suddenly Elon Musk walked in, or whoever it is that this figure is that you're picturing in your mind that you really admire, find to be really respectful, awe-inspiring, all of that. Um, What would your demeanor look like? How would you behave? You know, and then imagine that in that same room with you, there was a five-year-old child who had absolutely no sense of who this person was. How would this five-year-old child behave? What if they were playing in the corner? What if nobody told them, you know, oh, you need to stop what you're doing because somebody important walked into the room. Would the child know any different? Would the child actually behave any different? Most likely no, right? So when we respect somebody, when we act in a way that's really respectful towards that person, when we feel a sense of great awe towards that person, that's very much linked to our knowledge of who the person is. Without the knowledge of who the person is, without an awareness, a consciousness of who they are, then the respect's just not going to be there, right? So this brings us to a a discussion of applying this to God. God. So there's a basic precept to have to develop a sense of awe of God, sometimes translated as fear, respect, awe. It's these words, again, this is where translation kind of uh, is wanting. The word in Hebrew is yirah uh yira is also related to the to the idea of seeing of sight uh, and there's different levels of this yira of god some you know there's lower level fear there's higher level awe and all of that kind of stuff so today we're going to really talk about this idea of cultivating a sense of awe of god on a, a much more sophisticated level than just the basic fear like fear of punishment fear that oh no god's gonna catch us doing something that we that um that we shouldn't be doing and there's consequences you know like but actually developing this sense of like true awe of god that we can kind of liken to lahavdil when we feel the sense of awe towards a very tremendous kind of person and this section today is really going to be following yesterday's portion of yesterday we were talking about the importance of Torah study and uh, the power of Torah study and how Torah study really intimately connects us with God and binds us with God and unifies us with God in a way that nothing else can in a way that even the mitzvahs themselves cannot do and in a way that um that the higher realms can't do. The only thing that can achieve this type of unity with God is Torah study. And today we're going to continue along these lines. And we're going to talk about how with true Torah Torah study, the importance of Torah study and why it is that Torah study is really like seen as being equal in measure to all the other mitzvahs is because it it, it has the power to cultivate this awe of God. It's it's very logical if you think about it, right? Because it's like if you, you know, just like we're saying that when it comes to Elon Musk or, you know, another great figure, why do we feel a sense of awe and reverence towards them? It's because we know a lot about them. And the more we know of them, the more of a sense of awe will ha- will will have towards them i mean of course obviously this isn't always true when it comes to humans sometimes humans the more we learn about them the less we respect them but when it comes to god uh god is perfect so the more we learn about god the more we will develop a sense of awe of god so that's the topic of today and today's uh section is going to be a conclusion of chapter 23 in l'ikute Amarm of the tanya and so today's t- section the ultra rabbi indeed begins with saying that we're going to come and come to understand why it is that being involved in Torah study is greater than all of the other mitzvahs, even the mitzvah of tefillah, the mitzvah of prayer, which what is the mitzvah of prayer? The mitzvah of prayer is the idea of unifying all the, the, um, the higher worlds, which, you know, what could be greater than unifying the higher worlds? That's a very, um, profound thing to do, right? Um, the ultra but does include a parenthesis here that might come up in someone's mind, like a question that might come up in someone's mind. We know that there's this teaching that somebody who uh, whose entire occupation is not studying Torah. So basically like a regular person, you know, not somebody who's like uh, day and night, this is their occupation to learn Torah if they are in the middle of learning Torah and then it comes time to uh, to pray, they actually should interrupt their, their Torah study to pray. So the question might come up is like, here we are t- talking about how Torah study is the epitome of all the mitzvahs. It's greater even than prayer. So a person might say to themselves, if this is true, why is it that if I am... Um, studying Torah, why do I have to interrupt my Torah study for prayer? So the altar of says that this is because somebody whose entire occupation is not Torah study most likely is going to interrupt their Torah study at po- some point anyway. So it's not like, you know, oh no, you know, we can't interrupt their Torah study at any cost. That would be the case for certain very select individuals. Like we gave the example of Rabbi Shimon Baruchai who uh, was a very big Torah study, uh, Torah scholar and he just did not, um, uh, interrupt his Torah study even for prayer, but this doesn't apply to the vast majority of people. The vast majority of people, if they're involved in Torah study, while they're involved in Torah study, it comes time to pray. Stop your Torah study and go and pray. Uh, even though, yes, prayer, uh, Torah study is uh, much greater than all the other mitzvahs, including prayer. So now back to the regular teaching of this idea of how great and lofty Torah study is, that since Torah study is so great like this, it is the vehicle. It is the way by which a person can draw down a very great level of awe of God, of Vira, of uh, of. Um of awe of fear however you want to translate it so the way that this can happen how is it that that Torah city can lead to this great sense of fear of and awe of God is because when a person meditates upon the fact that as we learned yesterday their soul and the garments of their soul that are found in their mind and in their uh, and in their mouth so remember the garments of, of thought and speech are the ones that are activated when a person um learns Torah. So at it, at those moments when a person is involved in Torah study, then these garments of thought and speech, as well as their actual soul, their godly soul, become truly unified with utmost unity with the supernal will of God, meaning the light of the Hu, like truly unified with it, and it becomes uh, revealed within them. And this light, this infinite light, the ultra goes on a little bit here just to describe to us how great this light is this this light this or in Sof, as we call it in hebrew um all of the worlds whether we're talking about the higher worlds or the lower worlds are all considered as if not in nothing in comparison to this light and to the point that this light can't actually be vested within them it's uh, it encompasses them in the way that we call it so of by in a way of encompassing them in order to vivify them and it gives them their 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 vitality um And just a teeny little bit of this radiance gets vested within them, just enough that they're able to handle so that they will not be totally nullified in their source, Uh, but so this light this is you know this is a very so it's just really to emphasize just how lofty this light is how it's so great that it cannot be even contained within this world in a ultimate sense this and not only in this world but in all of the worlds and all of the worlds can only experience a little radiance of it this is the very light that we unify with we connect with and actually unify with when we learn torah now the altar of brings up a verse from uh, a citation from devarum chapter 6 verse 24 which discusses how observance of the mitzvahs leads to a sense of fear of God. And the Altar is going to explain to us that this is specifically talking about the specific mitzvah of learning Torah study, which is, Again, it's measured in comparison. It's, it's equal in weight to all the other mitzvahs. So this verse comes from Devarim chapter 6, verse 24, as I mentioned, and it goes, And God commanded us to fulfill all of these statutes in order to fear God. So uh, so the altar here interprets this verse to mean that what does this mean by keeping all of these statutes? This is, this is the mitzvah of Torah study, which leads to this very high level of fear of God. And about this level of fear of God, says the Altar Rebbe, it is, it is taught, and this is from Perke Avos, um, chapter 3, Mishnah 17, If there is no chokma, there is no yirah. Or loosely translated into English, if there is no wisdom, there is no fear. Interestingly, the section goes on to say, if there is no fear, there is no wisdom. So they're sort of both... Uh, you know both necessary, we need both, and what but according to Hasidus, it's actually talking about like different levels of wisdom, different levels of fear. You know, it's a whole thing. But here today, the altar is focusing on this idea of if there is no wisdom, there is no fear. And what this is a reference to explains the altar but that this is the idea that the Torah is called the gateway to the court courtyard. So it's sort of like the way, like, our, let's say, the, what is the courtyard? The courtyard is. Yira is the sense of awe of God that we're striving for. And the way to get there is through learning Torah. This Torah study leads us there because now, you know, going back to our introduction, we can understand this in the sense of that, again, if you really want to develop a sense of reverence towards a person that you know is worthy of this reverence, you learn about them, right? Why are we so drawn to like autobiographies and things like that of famous people, it's like we want to really develop more of an appreciation for them. So Torah is God, is it's God's wisdom. It's a connection to God. It's all we're learning. uh, We're connecting with God's will. We're connecting with God's wisdom. And so this brings us much closer to him and it helps us develop this sense of, of awe of God. Uh, now the ultra book concludes here with an interesting paragraph and he says that not every mind can, um, Tolerate this kind of fear because it's a very intense kind of fear. Like if we really recognized who God was, we wouldn't be able to handle it. Like you know, in a true sense. And a lot of people, they they can't even handle even a small part of it because the root of their soul comes from a lower level, um, from the lower parts of the spheres in the world of asia which is the, again the lowest of all the worlds. So, uh, so. All different kinds of souls come from different spiritual levels and things like that. Um, So even such a person, so let's say that you happen to be such a person who doesn't really, can't can't really grasp this fear of God on this level that we've been describing. Nevertheless, says the the such a person should not um, be deterred from from actually being involved in Torah study and in the mitzvahs, even if they're not experiencing this fear on a conscious level. And he says, we're going to explain this later on. We're going to explain why, you know, so a person might get very frustrated and say, you know, if I'm really in order to really properly uh, study Torah, properly keep the mitzvahs, I'm supposed to have this fear of God and I'm not feeling that fear of God. Even after meditating, and after learning Torah study, a person might think like, oh, you know, so what's the point? Why am I doing this? And the altar Arvah is going to explain to us that, no, that's that's not true. And he's going to explain to us why, why, why that is later on. So stay tuned for that, and we will continue along these lines tomorrow, and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sri Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyaminah Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana.